Good evening, church. Tonight we are going to take some time in just a few minutes to actually pray for the persecuted church. And so as we do that, uh, I want to help prepare our hearts for that activity. You say, well, I'm not really good, you know, praying in groups. Well, uh, fortunately, we are, you are going to be in a group and you won't have to worry about um, praying. We're going to hopefully uh, put you in a group where somebody will pray. No one has to pray out loud, but we hope that everyone will play hard and be a part of this. Um, as I mentioned this morning, the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church happens every year about this time, usually the early part of November, anywhere from November 4th, November 11th. Uh, this year, they um, have offered a couple different Sundays, and different groups have come together to say, hey, we really want to encourage the church in the free world to pray for the persecuted church. And so tonight, we want to give our attention to that. This um, became important to me at a time in my own life where, um, about 20 years ago, where I was particularly in a place of need and hurting and anxious over some things that were happening in my own life. And during that period, it just seemed like the scales, if you want to use that term, fell from my eyes, and I really began to see the, the persecuted church in a different light. The first request of the persecuted Christians, if you were to ask them, in places where they're experiencing it the worst, they would say, pray for us. They wouldn't ask for anything, um, money, or they wouldn't ask for even freedom many times. You'll hear members of the persecuted church who will say, we're not looking to be free. We know that God is using this in our lives and using this to grow the church, but they would say, pray for us. And so I want to call your attention to one verse of Scripture, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 3. And I want to talk to you about that for just a moment. And then we're going to watch a video. And between what I share from this verse and this particular little video clip, it's about four minutes long, I hope that we will set the table for us to be able to pray together tonight uh, for a few minutes. If you've been with us before when we've done this kind of praying, typically I will ask you to get into groups of three or groups of four and you may have to get up and move around just a little bit. But as you get into those groups, um, I may ask you to break those groups up and get into another group a little bit later. We'll see how that goes tonight. I don't anticipate this is going to take a lot of time, but this is so important, what we're about to do. In Hebrews chapter 13, and what's really significant about Hebrews, and I mentioned it this morning, is that the book of Hebrews was written to a group of Christians who, who seemed to be experiencing some difficulty because of their faith but were about to step back. There was some concern about whether or not they would remain faithful to Christ. And so the entire book of Hebrews is really oriented towards believers in that, in that moment, in that circumstance. One of the great turning points in, this, in that particular book is when he takes the story of Kadesh Barnea in the Old Testament and applies it to their situation in the New Testament. You say, well, what was Kadesh Barnea? Kadesh Barnea was that moment when the people of Israel had been delivered from Egypt and they were right at the border of the promised land and all they had to do was trust God and go in and take it. And you remember what happened. Those of you who are Bible scholars, you'll remember that they shrank back. 
They, they said that the, the people in it are too strong. They're too powerful, too mighty. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, but we can't take it. We can't do it. And what was really happening is they were not able to trust God. They just didn't trust the Lord. And so they stepped back and they missed their opportunity. And that generation wandered for 40 years in the wilderness until God raised up another generation who then went in and did it. And so Hebrews was written to that. Well, towards the end of the book of Hebrews, he's giving some practical direction to these dear ones. And, and of all the people to say this to, listen to what he says. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them. Now this is an awesome principle of prayer. You may think about, well, I do pray for my needs and I pray for the needs of my family, but I don't really think of myself as an intercessor. If you understand this verse, you can be an intercessor for others. Because he says to put yourself in their place. And, and so it requires you to use your imagination. Do you, ever, do you ever realize that the Holy Spirit wants to use your imagination when you pray? That's exactly what you have to do in order to carry out this verse. Remember those in chains as if you were bound with them. Remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. If someone has an incurable illness, remember that person with that illness as if you had that illness. If that person has bills and they're not able to pay those bills, remember that person as if they were your bills and you didn't have the money to pay for those bills. When someone's marriage is falling apart and, and they're in great agony and anxiety and distress, pray for that person as if your marriage was falling apart part and you were in great anxiety and distress and and all the situations that you and I encounter and we think well I've never been there I don't I don't know how that person would feel I think you can use your imagination and so here's a great principle of prayer to apply not only tonight which we need to apply it tonight if this is going to be meaningful and powerful is to to give God your imagination this evening for a few minutes and as we pray for these specific requests, imagine those individuals, imagine their needs, but then put yourself in their shoes. Okay? And so we need to use our imagination. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit when we pray like this. Because how many, how many people do you know who are being persecuted in the third world? Well, you don't know that many, but they mentioned millions this morning, didn't they? Millions, one out of 12 Christians on the planet experiencing severe forms of persecution. And so if I'm going to do that, I'm going to need to rely on the Holy Spirit. And here's what, here's what he will do, is right now there are believers who are experiencing intense persecution. Uh, it's nighttime here on the other side of the planet, it's daytime. And right now someone's being threatened. Right now there's harm intended. Right now someone is in prison. Right now someone is going hungry, hungry. And, and being oppressed economically. Right now, someone is being threatened in some way. That's happening right now. And the Holy Spirit knows each and every one of those brothers and sisters. They're part of your family. They're part of my family. He knows them. And I believe with all my heart that if we'll give him our imagination and we'll give him our heart, let him lead, rely on the Holy Spirit, that he will lead us tonight as we pray. To pray for circumstances and situations that the Holy Spirit knows specifically need to be prayed for tonight. Now, 
As we pray tonight, I'm going to ask you to get into small groups in just a few moments, and I'm going to give you a prayer prompt, just a little statement, a guidance of how to pray. And these are all different, and um, we're not going to pray about each one for a long time. And at the very end, I've got one that applies to us. But tonight we're interceding. And so the, uh, the first one, as you see it up there, is to pray for Christians around the world who are in prison for their faith. So when we pray about this in just a moment, we're going to be focused on those Christians who literally have lost their freedom in countries where Christianity is oppressed and, and, um, and we're not going to, there, there are a lot of countries we could name, but, but, um, but we have family, we have brothers and sisters who are behind bars. Can you imagine that for a moment? And can you imagine being separated from your family? I miss, mentioned Pastor Wang Mingdao this morning for 23 years separated from his wife. And she stayed faithful to him for the entire 23 years while he was in prison for, literally, for not uh, obeying the government and um, joining a government church. He kept preaching the gospel. So let me ask you to please get into groups of, let's start with groups of four. And uh, I'm going to give you just a moment to do that. Look around you, four fingers, and try to get into groups of four. And um, more than four is okay. And, uh, but it's good to have maybe somebody in your group that you don't ordinarily pray with. But you, you may have to get up and move about. Okay? Group of at least four. A group of at least four. This is, a, this is not a test. All right, and because we're going to move through these fairly quickly tonight, um, I'm going to encourage you just to have one person at a time pray as we move from each of these segments, okay? And then maybe another person will take it the next time. So just point and, and have someone lead out, and then the next time someone else lead out, and the next time someone else lead out, okay? So go into your groups, pray for Christians around the world who are in prison for their faith. Go. We thank you, Lord, for hearing these prayers for our family who have lost their freedom tonight. We trust you to apply them where they're needed. In Christ's name we pray, amen. If you look up here, here's the second prompt. Let's pray for God's protection of pastors and evangelists who share the gospel in restricted and hostile nations. Pastors and evangelists. And you know, we've got missionaries who are in those countries as well, many times. So pray for those who are preaching the gospel in those restricted and hostile nations. Point at somebody else in your group and go ahead and pray. Father, we know that right now there, there's someone sharing the gospel we know it's not possible that 82,000 people a day could be coming to Jesus every day and 3,000 plus an hour unless someone was sharing the gospel right now. And so, Father, would you grant them a, just a supernatural effectiveness that your Holy Spirit would take the gospel and apply it to the ones who are listening. 
We pray that the barriers would be broken down and the resistance would be removed and that you would just grant joy to our brothers and sisters as they see new brothers and sisters come to faith in Christ, even as we're praying. And we ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's also now take time in our groups to pray for the provision and encouragement of Christians whose family members were killed for living out their faith in Christ. Every year there are thousands of martyrs, people who have died for their faith. They leave behind families that often have no means of support. And so would you pray for those families right now in your groups? Uh, choose someone to pray and go, go, go ahead. Father, we can, almost, we can almost feel the grief of that spouse, of that child that's lost a parent. And Lord, we grieve with them tonight. Their hurt is our hurt. Their loss is our loss. And Father, as they grieve, I pray that they would find that you truly are faithful. You truly are the one who came to heal the broken heart, to bind up the brokenhearted. We pray that would be their experience tonight as we pray for them. They would sense their burden, burden being made lighter. Father, for those who need a need met right now, we ask, Father, that that need would be supplied. And it would be just another occasion for them to rejoice at your fatherly care for them. We pray, Father, that the way you care for these dear ones would just be another way in which the good news is spread as they continue to love you and worship you in spite of the very worst things that have happened to their family. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. Thank you for loving these dear ones. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Next, we want to pray that, that the government officials in hostile and restricted nations will come to know Jesus Christ and follow his will for their lives. Often the ones who are the instruments of oppression are the ones who hear the gospel the most. And we want to pray tonight that God would open their heart to really understand the gospel. And so would you pray for those leaders in those countries? Go ahead and pray. Father, somewhere in the world tonight, there's a man who has made a career out of tracking down Christians, shutting down churches, beating, threatening, terrorizing your children. But tonight, he has heard the gospel. He's been exposed to it again and again. He's watched how the Christians have responded. And it's shaken his whole belief system. And you're speaking to him as we pray for him right now. And like the Apostle Paul, you're breaking down every defense, every argument, every excuse 
We pray that you would reveal yourself powerfully and that this one who persecuted would now be one who preaches and that his life would be changed forever. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you, uh, if we can, I'm going to try this. I'm going to ask you and your groups to split your group in half. And if there's three of you, I'm sorry. But to split your group in half and join with another half, okay? Split your group in half. Join somewhere with another half. You're going to have to move. I'm sorry. Split your group in half and join with another half. And this will be the only time we move tonight, okay? Thank you for playing hard. We want to mix it up and get with some other folks, maybe. All right. Just plug yourself in there wherever you can. Okay. Great. All right. We're going to pray, these next two, we're going to pray for ministries to the persecuted church. So first of all, let's pray for radio, television, and internet ministries that are right now broadcasting God's Word into restricted nations. And there are so many of those, we couldn't even begin to name all of them. But that's one of the ways that the gospel gets into those countries that are closed to missionary activity. And so in your groups, point at somebody Lead your group in prayer, would you, for those ministries that are broadcasting the gospel into those restricted nations. Now, church, as we pray for those ministries, let me add another Let's also pray for the provision and safe delivery of Bibles to believers in hostile and restricted nations. Not only those ministries broadcasting, but the safe provision of Bibles to believers in hostile and restricted nations. Would you pray? Fathers, we... We pray for these special ministries who focus on our family and their needs for the gospel, for Bible teaching, and for the Bible itself. We just pray you would prosper those ministries, that you would meet the needs they have, and you would grant them success and an audience and uh, just an open channel to be able to broadcast the gospel and make those deliveries. Father, we know that they take risks when they do that. We know that they take a lot of chances sometimes in delivering those Bibles, and we pray that you would grant them protection and just favor with government so that they can do what they're doing. And Lord, as we pray tonight, I just uh, have such a clear picture in my mind of some dear brother or sister on a phone or next to a radio hearing the Bible being taught. And their heart, Lord, just being filled with joy and hearing the truth and knowing they're not alone, knowing they're not crazy, 
and knowing that this truth is real and that people love them or praying for them tonight. I think about those who are getting Bibles this evening for the first time in their life, a whole Bible, and the joy that they're experiencing in receiving that. We pray your Holy Spirit would just multiply those texts and you would fill their hearts up with your word. Forgive us, Lord, for taking, taking for granted the Bibles we have and the opportunities we have to hear your word taught and preached and read. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us also to pray that persecuted Christians will boldly witness for him even to their persecutors. They're just like you and me. They experience fear and anxiety. They know what the cost is when they're going to share their faith. Sometimes you and I get anxious just to talk to a friend or a family member about Jesus, and they're actually going to talk to a Muslim neighbor or someone who could really cause great harm to them. Would you just pray tonight that God would give them boldness and spirit guidance and spirit power as they share the gospel? Let's pray in our groups. Father, we thank you tonight that you have never asked us to do anything in our own strength or in our own power. So we pray for our brothers and sisters tonight that they would not try to share their faith in their own strength, but that you would grant them this evening a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit, that you would enable them to boldly, with confidence, share the gospel. But I pray as the Apostle Paul taught that it would not be out of obligation, but they would be compelled by a supernatural love for the lost. And Father, may we be compelled in that same way to share our faith with those around us, to love those especially that want to hurt us. Make us bold, Lord. Cause us to be bold, so full of love that there's nothing of fear left. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And the last thing that I'd like you to pray for tonight is for one another. And here's how I'd like you to do it. Uh, by the way, after the service, we're not going to do an invitation tonight, but after the service, if you have a spiritual need and you need to talk to one of the pastors, myself, Dustin, Mike, will be here at the front, and um, we'll be glad to talk with you about any kind of spiritual need that you have. But tonight in your group, um, I'm not asking you to share uh, specific prayer requests. I am going to just simply say this. I'm going to ask you to pray that each member of your group will be encouraged and strengthened in his or her faith this week. Encouraged and strengthened in his or her faith. And we talked this morning about the school of persecution and how God is at work in our lives when we are being pursued by the enemy and things are particularly difficult. And if that's where you are tonight, uh, I'm going to ask you in your group just to raise your hand, not, not now, but when you get ready to pray, just say, that's me. I'm really experiencing a difficult time right now, and that's me. And then uh, for everyone that raises their hand, would someone else in the group just put your hand on their shoulder and just especially pray for them that they would be encouraged and strengthened in their faith this week. But I want us all to be prayed for that way. So if you're in a particularly difficult spot, just raise your hand when your group gets together. Just raise your hand. Someone put your hand on their shoulder and just pray for them specifically as a group, okay? 
And if it's everybody in your group, then just put your arms on each other's shoulders, okay? So let's take time to pray together. Share just by raising your hand. That's me. I need you all to pray for me and then pray for one another in your groups. Would you do that? Fathers, we had prayed together tonight like powerful missiles. I know that these prayers have gone exactly where you wanted them to go around the world. That your Holy Spirit, you have led us and you have guided us to pray for those people and situations that needed prayer tonight. And we marvel at the miracle of that. But we know that we are as we are as close to those loved ones around the world as we are to the person sitting next to us because we are in Christ and we share life in Christ and we're part of the same body. And Father, in a very real way, we have united our hearts together tonight to pray for each of us here that our own heart, our own faith would be strengthened this week for the challenges that are ahead of us. We want to know and learn everything you have for us in every circumstance this week. We know that there's nothing we're going to face that you don't already know about and that you, don't al that you already have a supply for us of wisdom and strength and power and love, whatever it is we need for that circumstance. You already have it. And that as we walk with you this week, you will supply it. Father, we know that there are members of our church family who are walking through things that couldn't be here tonight, and they're experiencing every day the weight and pressure of a deep need in their family, in their body, in their home, in their life, in their workplace. And Father, as their brothers and sisters, we lift them up to you. We pray tonight that they would experience a joy unspeakable, a lifting of the heart, a lightening of the burden, relief. And thank you, Lord, for the privilege of praying for one another. Thank you, Lord, for the preciousness that you hear us, that you hear us. You put these things on our heart so that you might show yourself strong to your people. So, Lord, we have prayed these things in Jesus' name. We pray them for your honor, for your glory. Amen.